Okay, let's do this. Uh, welcome to Free Association. Um, this is the obvious place to do a radio show from on a day of a rail strike. I'm at Newcastle Central Station. Uh, the place is very, very quiet. There's a picket line or a large group of people outside with uh, RMT banners. Not quite a picket line, just standing outside the station. And inside, it's one or two people around, but literally one or two people. There are trains running, I've seen trains running, but not very many of them. Far fewer than normal, anyway, far, far fewer than normal. And I've been sat here for five minutes, there's been no train announcements in that five minutes. At all, which is... Uh, Remarkable. So I'm going to have a look at the BBC. See what they've got to say about rail strikes. So I've kind of become the BBC website correspondent for the day. But it is what it is. I don't do this every day. So. Trains going to a halt on second day of strikes is the headline on the BBC. And if you need to know these things, 8,242 people viewing the, the train strike page. Which I think is quite a, quite a lot. So, so I have to report from East Croydon Station. government say we've been hearing from RMT union this morning who are blaming ministers for the collapse of talks to prevent today's strike action. We have accused transport secretary Grant Chaps of wrecking in inverted commas negotiations by refusing to allow network rail to withdraw redundancy threats but what does the government have to say? On Wednesday, Grant Shapps said the claim that he was responsible for the failure of negotiation was an inverted commas total lie and insisted he had no involvement in the talks. Uh, he has involvement in the talks, but he's the minister responsible. He's the man holding the budget. He said the RMT continues to deflect from the fact that the only people responsible for massive public disruption this week is them. I want to urge. RMT General Secretary Mick Lynch and his members to stop wasting time making false claims in the media and instead return to negotiating tables so an agreement can be reached. So they're quoting directly, but they're not quoting the RMT directly, apart from that wrecking word. Services started later than normal at 7.30 this morning and were shut down early at 6.30 p.m. this evening. And obviously it's Glastonbury Festival weekend coming up, so there's a, a large number of people moving through Paddington. So special uh, arrangements have had to be made for Glastonbury Festival. 
more or less more or less hit the roads not as busy as expected Uh, they covered they covered Castle Carey. Castle Carey's the nearest station of the last memory festival. And GB News had somebody at Paddington on Monday covering the first train to Castle Carey. So that seems to be what everybody's doing. BBC's doing that on the website today. Diana Ross is head, not quite headliner, headlining, I think, probably. I don't even know the lineup this year for the last few weeks, to be honest. I think Paul McCartney's involved somewhere. But Diana Ross would be worth seeing, but I'm not, I'm not paying too many quid for a ticket, I know that much. I've been to Glastonbury 11 times. I've been to the festival 11 times. I've been to Glastonbury a few more times than that. Uh, but the festival itself uh, used to be magnificent. It used to be wonderful. When I was going, I started going to Glastonbury in 1986, no, 85, 84, 1984. When I was 18, just just done my year levels, managed to persuade a friend of mine to, to drive down in his, borrow his mother's car and drive down to the Glastonbury Festival. He didn't take much persuading, no, that's for sure. And four, of us, four or five of us went down in the car. Good times. Good times. BBC website correspondent at all. I might, might call that a day. 